Hey. Hey y'all. Hey. Hey. Oh, episode four. Y'all know four is my favorite number. Okay. Really? I didn't know that. Okay. It is my that is my number. Like God, the universe speaks to me for the number four. And it's the number of divine femininity. So, oh, all types of vibes tonight. But um what's up, y'all? My name is Coach T Lane. These are my co-hosts, Jay, Tracy Sheree. And we are Girls Be Like the Podcast. We ain't here to get y'all the right answers. Mm -mm. We are just here to speak from experience, baby. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all. (laughs) Tracy, I want to start with you because you just getting back from a trip, girl. How you feeling? Amazing. Grateful. Um, A little bit refreshed and prepared for this next chapter of my life. I'm just, I'm ready. Look. Yeah, I needed that breakaway because I think if I would have sat at home, although I've been like giving myself grace and just saying, you know, you didn't have any control over this. You're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing now. And everything is just showing me that things are really about to happen the way that I've envisioned them for myself. I'm just comfortable mm-hmm. sitting in that, but still have a little bit of anxiety in the wait in, in between interview number one and two and offer letters. So I'm just in keeping myself calm, cool and collected forcefully it's not coming naturally right now so it's very forced calm cool and collected i'm experiencing right now (laughs) jaleesha she got that glow you already know what glow i'm talking about girl (laughs) don't she got that glow yeah i wanted to say that before we came i was like okay you you really beaming you beaming but it's beautiful thank you i got my ring light up too uh-huh. It, it, ain't, it, it ain't the ring light. Nah, it might have had a hot ring on it, but it ain't the ring light. You looking they like do, they ain't got nothing to do with no. <laughs> <laughs> no she looking like, like I just got I got that good dick glow. Like yeah, I'm just refreshed. Look, a little something something happened. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm living vicariously through you. Yeah, I did a whole bunch of eating, y'all. We ate so good. We ate so good. Oh. Yeah, we ate so good. I was I was well taken care of, and I appreciate it. It felt good to just be and not worry about anything. Y'all know Tracy is a foodie. <laughs> yeah. That's the way Jaleesha. to move I know, that's right. What, um, Jaleesha, how's your day been? Uh, it's been, it's been interesting, but I mean, it's been good. Um kind of been decompressing and just protecting my energy Mm. (laughs) and uh that that's gonna be another conversation for the other day but i just been decompressing and trying to stay as present as possible Mm. in the moment and uh just grateful look i saw you post um the other day a quote from dr joe dispenza and i'm like oh my god i love dr joe dispenza like yeah. I, I refer to myself as the black fe- the fe- black female version of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Okay. I love everything he teaches. Yes, so uh, he has this book, and I think you posted about it one time too, that you either you, you need to read it or you're going to read it. I think you were starting to read it. Um, I forgot what it's called. It's like breaking. I, f- I forgot what it's called. I know you know the name of it. I can't think. It's something about mm-hmm. your mind. It's um, conscious he has mind a or something. Yeah, my favorite by him is uh, "You Are the Placebo." Yeah, and you are. Then, the... uh, mm-hmm. 
uh, okay, so he has like two or three books out. So there was one you had posted something about the I think you are the placebo, and then I had met somebody last week who was reading another one of his books, and I'm like, okay, dang, I must need to read his books. So I started watching him on YouTube. I'm like, oh, he putting me onto some game. That's the way we got. At least just send me a link. Send me a YouTube link. Drop it in a group chat or something for me. Okay. All right, because y'all know I like to learn new things too, so I can say something too. Yeah. Cause you know, um, I'm a healing coach and uh, that plays a big part in the way that I like help women heal. I work with women and young girls and I start in them, everything starts in the mind. And if you can really understand how the mind works, like you are the placebo is the shit. It will change your life if you really know how to apply it. It's, it's real big on neuroscience and stuff, which kind of like gets into tonight. Cause that's who I authentically am. Well, before I we get into tonight, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I, I, <laughs> I mean, hello. <laughs> well, listen, today has been a very productive day. Shout out to Reek's Kitchen, okay? The food truck. We had it popping today with the seafood. So Shorty has been um, on go all day, but I have been looking for, I've been telling everybody who walked up to the food truck today to tune in to tonight's topic because yeah. it's going to be, uh, this is a topic I think that uh, everybody struggles with. And I want to help you learn how to heal from it, okay? Because we ain't struggling with it no more. But um, <laughs> you know, like, you are a couple subscribers today. We had a couple subscribers to the channel today, today. You guys too. So Yay. hey, y'all, welcome. Wait, what'd you say? We had a couple new hey. subscribers today. Yay! <laughs> y'all better be coming over here. Nate, hey baby. That's about to say, oh Tracy, you got a fan. <laughs> that is my childhood friend. I've known Nate since sixth grade at West Middle School in Las Vegas, Nevada, because we went high. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, <laughs> yes, that's like as far back as I can remember that that friendship goes. Oh, um, yeah, that's love. That's and real he was love. Here with me when I thought I had to slang a big bitch. Yeah. Hey Nate. I'm in a bind, Hey Nate. Hey. I am in a bind, Nate. <laughs> I was in a bind. <sighs> All right. Um we can get into that topic now. We just wanted to see how you was doing, T. Yeah, I'm doing good. I can't complain. I won't complain. And I'm I'm on some shit. I think I feel like me and Jalisha are on same pages right now because yeah, I just been practicing staying in the moment. Um, I failed the test again last week though. Today's been good where, you know, right before good things happen and when you're on a break of some big ass shit, like this life comes and tests you and give you some distractions. I failed, so I know God gonna send another lesson back again, but this time I'm gonna be more prepared and I'm gonna recognize it for what it is. But I'm cool. Yes, and y'all need to check out You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. That's it. That's all. Send me a link. Yes. I think that's actually, I think that's a T, that's like a good lead in for your topic because, I mean, if you really, like you said earlier, you conquer the mind. Like, yeah, can't nobody, can't nobody tell you nothing, can't nobody do nothing to you. You gonna know who you are. Mm -hmm. For real. Yeah. I'm excited for this topic. Okay. <laughs> me too, me too. I'm like, oh, we can talk about this all night because this is the topic. Tonight is called Girls Be Like, Bitch, I'm Me. That's it, that's all. Look, that's the saying for tonight. That's it, that's all. I'm me. I can only be me. I can't be you. 
I can't be Tracy. I can't be Jalisha. I can only be me. And um, basically what this topic is going to be about is just how I went along the journey of becoming comfortable being my authentic self. And I just want to talk about that with my girls and with y'all. Please feel free to comment. And I just want to give y'all some ways that I really, truly learned how to walk in my authenticity and not give a fuck what it looked like or give a fuck about what nobody else had to say. So let's get into some things. Y'all ready? Yes. Okay. I, um, I, was, I really was thinking about this. And y'all know I'm a Gemini. And Geminis get a bad rip. They call us two-faced. And it's just because they don't understand that we are very adaptable. Like even just my my natural personality, like you can put me in any room and I can adapt, like I can fit in, okay? But it, I came to one moment in my life where I realized that, did you adapt in a little bit too much? And what I would do was like, just adapt and make sure everybody around me felt comfortable, but it was hurting me in the long run. Cause I'm like, I don't feel comfortable. Why am I changing who the fuck I gotta be to make other people feel comfortable? And I just started not liking it. And so it made me start on embarking on this journey of like, let me learn, let me show up as myself and not care so much. Cause I don't know, maybe y'all let me know. Are, have y'all ever been this way or is it just me? I put this unspoken responsibility on myself I, I used to, cause that ain't me no more. And a lot of people, we gonna get into that and people don't know how to deal with it. But I put this unspoken responsibility on myself to be the one to fill the space. Like mm. whatever environment I was in, like nobody, it wasn't gonna be awkward. I was gonna start the conversation, like be like the silence, like whatever awkwardness it was, I put this responsibility on myself to be the one to feel it. When sometimes like shit, I wanted to be quiet and chill too. Cause that's really like, that's my dominant personality. Like I'm very chill. I'm a nerdy ass black girl. I just like to read books and shit, but I don't know how to put this responsibility on myself to be the one to make everybody feel comfortable in the environment. Have y'all ever done that? So let me ask you a question, a clarifying question. So for me, because mm -hmm. I'm often, I'm usually in corporate environments, right? You're more social environments than I am. So with that mm -hmm. being said, are you saying that it wasn't just you like taking heed of your audience right and knowing your audience you were more or less changing your personality when you were around certain people i would say i would say changing my personality but i would say holding back certain parts of it okay and like let's say like if you were in a environment let's, maybe you have social anxiety or something and you don't know how to spark up like just conversations when you're in an environment. But let's say we're we're at a bar or we're out at a like just something with a gathering with a group of friends or something. I would be the one to fill up that space so nobody else would feel awkward. As if it was because your that's that's a, as if it was my responsibility to make it not awkward. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but anyway, I like i just i really i found myself in a place where like i really was just caring so much about other people and making sure other people were comfortable and i'm just like i'm tired of this shit. <laughs> being bubbly being bubbly is a side of me like that truly is a side of me but who i am we we all have different personalities uh, my dominant personality is i'm chill i'm chill as fuck. Mm. i am so chill so cool calm and collected and like i really my my idea of a good time is at home reading a book in bed with my cbd and a glass of wine <laughs> like that's really who i like i am 
but um i found myself at one point like you um just showing up and i'm gonna get into that too oh that's you know what no i'm gonna save it i'm gonna save it so i ended up like i went on this journey i'm like i just want to be able to show up i don't want to be the one that has to be the the ratchet friend the one the lively one the mm. life of the party all the time i just want to show up like whatever mood i'm in and be it be accepted and feel comfortable doing that and so i started like asking myself like well why is it why do i feel like i gotta be the one to show up mm -hmm. and fill up that space why i feel like i can't show up and just be chill and quiet if i don't feel like fucking talking today mm -hmm. and i like jaleesha we talk about this all the time or you i hear you talk about it all the time like i truly feel like everything starts in childhood mm -hmm. i am big on and all things seek first to understand Mm -hmm. And when you're trying to figure out why you are a way you are, you got to get mm -hmm. to that foundation. And it literally starts. There's three things I teach um, women and young girls, like three things that make up who you are. And definitely part of it is your childhood. So I went traveling down memory lane, y'all. <laughs> and um, I was like, like, what is it? And it was a couple things um, that came to mind. Like both my parents, I remember at one time, one did it intentionally and one did it unintentionally. They didn't know they were doing it. But both my parents at one point in my childhood made me feel like I had to be a certain way, the way they wanted me to be in order to be loved and be accepted. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, I gotta heal some mama and father wounds. Mm -hmm. And then um, I also realized like I went even deeper um, this is, and I hate talking about this topic because this is one of those topics with this and um, politics I try and stay away from because these are things that people really, really have strong beliefs in and you can't change their mind. True. But fuck it, we talking about our, person, our personal experiences, so I'm gonna go there. Um, religion, growing up in a religious household really, really shaped that feeling in me of not, like, not being comfortable with walking in my authenticity, not being right. myself. And right. it's like, girl, like my mom, like, and I, I get it. This is not no downplay. Like, I read my Bible every day. I learn shit from it. Like, but I learn from all different types <laughs> of religions. Learn shit from spirituality. That's me, me and the way me and God got a relationship. I know, me okay. too. You know, that's my big home. What that big home? <laughs> but it was like, I, I need y'all to understand this though. Like that, that feeling of that, that feeling of not feeling like. I can walk in my authenticity and be okay with that. Religion really played a huge part in it. Like I grew up, y'all, I never saw my mama wear pants or earrings until I was well almost out of college, graduating from college. Mm -hmm. And it was because like my mama was taught and the way we grew up, was, women weren't supposed to wear pants and earrings or they were gonna go to hell. So like little things, like, but now she did, my mama wears pants and she wears earrings and stuff. I'm so glad, like she learned like, uh-uh, that won't, that is not the business. But just okay, growing up like, shit like that, <laughs> right? It just it made me like, oh, it it instilled something in me unconsciously. Was like, you can't be who you authentically want to be. So I want to I want to stop right there for a second. Like those are things that made me. I I went had to get to the root first before I learned how to walk in my authenticity and not give a fuck. I had to get to the root and figure out what it was so I can heal what was at that root first. Um. Have y'all ever had issues with or uncomfortableness with showing up as your authentic self? I would have to say no, because that's one thing that um, my mom always taught us was to just be confident in who you are. Um, mm -hmm. So I don't think I 
Now, I do, I've always had insecurities, though, right? I've always mm -hmm. been dark-skinned and, <laughs> I guess, Blackzilla and all that, right? So I was called all those names, especially when I was living, more so not even when I was living overseas, really when I went to um, moved to Las Vegas in fifth grade. That's when I experienced the worst as far as just, like, being defined by my features. And I've always thought I was cute, you know what I'm saying? Even when I was younger. So that was like a shock to me, like, dang. And that most definitely created some insecurities within me. But I still always showed up being pretty much confident about me and just showing up being me. So one minute I might be feeling like the life of the party. The next minute I might be feeling quiet. And that would just be me in that room. Mm-hmm. But I most definitely want to learn more about how you overcame that once you identified the root cause from your childhood. But yeah, Jalisha, I'm jumping ahead. But yeah, I, I, can't, well, wait no. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. No, no, I can't wait either. No, but I, I identify with T actually because I, I don't, I didn't know who I was for a really long time. So, uh, but that it was because of my what I was raised, how I was raised. I was raised, my mom was very religious, uh, even though she wouldn't say that today, but she was very religious and her dreams and her desires and what she thought the way I was supposed to live was put upon me. Um, and then you're just trying to fit in. You're trying to find a way to make, you know, to be, to me, it was so important for people to like me and for people to think I'm cool because I wasn't cool back when I was younger. So I felt, you know, everybody had, their own, like you said, insecurities, but I just felt like I didn't have a place. And so I had to mold myself to fit in somewhere. Um, and so that didn't change until I really started like what they call shadow work and all that. And a couple years ago, a few years ago, the me sitting there like, oh, I really don't know who I am. Oh, I've been living for my parents. So I've been living for what my mama wanted me to be. Or I've been ashamed of being sexual or being ashamed of just not being the perfect, like perfect image. But fuck all that. So I identify with you completely, T. Yeah. A quick question, um, T, before you hop in. Jalisha, just for those of us who are learning the new terms, right? Because me yeah. and we all talked about how oh, yeah. <laughs> and we all talked about how when you guys mentioned shadow work, that that's something that I do that I'm not aware of that I do. So can you just explain to us what shadow working is? Yes. So I apologize. Yeah, so shadow work is uh pretty much doing the deep work of asking yourself hard questions as far as trying to figure out what is the root cause of me being the way that I am. Your shadow is pretty much the ugly spots of you, the things that you are trying to hide from everybody else or you're not trying to face about yourself because you're ashamed of it. And it could stem from something that happened to you as a kid. Like, say, for instance, um, maybe when I was a kid, um, I showed a picture to my parents that I drew. And my parents told me they didn't like it or they 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 criticized me for it. So now I'm thinking I'm not an artist. I suck at this. I'm not going to show my work to nobody. I'm not going to be creative as an adult because I've been carrying this trauma. So I, if you're going to do shadow work, you got to ask yourself, why am I why am I ashamed of showing who I am? Why am I ashamed to write? Why am I ashamed to draw? Where does this come from? And then, you know. It's just really doing that deep work so you can start to love all of you, not not just parts of you, but all of you. I hope that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense because I've most definitely been doing that in my personal and professional life. Mm -hmm. And more recently with me being laid off, right, and looking for work again, um, the shadow working is happening 
like subconsciously, right? Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of it is also being very proud of myself too. Even yeah. when I'm, you know, even identifying how through shadow work, right? Like, why do I keep finding myself in the same pattern? And this pattern mm -hmm. was different. You know what I'm saying? Like this had nothing to do with me. Um, but I had to keep asking myself things like that. And I started to break patterns because of the shadow work that I've been doing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, thank you. And that's definitely a sign that you've learned a lesson. Once the pattern stops, you've learned a lesson. And that's why like certain shit, I'm like, oh, yeah, I ain't, I ain't learned my lesson. And I, I, I hate when I realized doing it, it was a lesson after the fact. But I'm like, okay, I'm gonna be prepared for it next time it comes around. But yeah, I, I love shadow work. I've grown to love my dark and my light. Mm -hmm. I don't even say things like, um, damn, something, somebody took me out of character anymore because it's not out of character. It's a part of me. Like, that's my dark side. Well, that was Play with me if you want to. Play with right. me if you want to. We, we need both. We need both. Me. Me okay. <laughs> okay. I'm chill as hell, but I am also, like, I'm the butt. I do, like, it's all different sides of me, right? And that's a, a big reason why girls be like, was created to be able to show up with all those sides, to show up authentic. I got my bubbly side, I got my sweet loving side, I got my nerdy side, chill side, but I got that ratchet in me too. So it's not like taking out a character, it's no, you poked and brought out my darkness. So now you got to see that shit, okay? <laughs> but um, no, like when I really like looked into it, like when I did that shadow work and really got to the root, I like, and I'm pretty sure like our listeners can relate to a lot of people struggle with um, that thing is wanting to be accepted, wanting to be loved. And we're human. We do. We all want to be, we want to be loved. We want to be light. We have a desire to be light, but we got to be careful because it'll lead to people pleasing. I found myself at one point in that people pleasing phase, but no, no matter what it is, when you figure out the root of it, what it ultimately boils down to, um, you being afraid to show up as your authentic self boils down to a fear of criticism. Mm. Yep, That's I what it ultimately is. I can most definitely relate to that. Mm -hmm. And mm. so it's just a matter of, you know, getting over that fear of criticism. And that is what I had to do. And I want to share that with y'all tonight. Um, a couple of things, well, three things actually that three steps I took to overcome that and start being more comfortable, like who I am today, you just, you gonna get it. I really, I do not give a fuck anymore. And it's so free, <laughs> it, it feels so liberating. But let's get into it because I was talking with a couple ladies today who walked up to the food truck and they was like, they really need help with it. And I know because we all, we want to be loved, we want to be liked, we want to be accepted. You know, if somebody tells you differently, they lying. Like we all, we're human, we desire it. But you gotta, yes. you gotta be yourself. You don't change who you are. Just don't. It's good to be adaptable. Like what JC tell us, we got to know how to move in a room full of vultures. You got to know how to adapt. That's a part of power, okay? But you don't want to adapt so much that you lose yourself. So let me show you how you can show up as your authentic self and not give a fuck about shit. Y'all ready? Yes. Tell yes us. All right. So my first thing that I did was I just started showing up as myself. I just started showing up. I used to do this thing where, like, I I talk with my girls, with Tracy and Jaleesha a lot about the fact that I do, I go through mood swings. I can go through several different moods in one day. And it can be a lot sometimes, like, for people who really don't understand me. So I remember being in this place in my life where I would only show up 
when I was in that bubbly mood. That's the only time motherfuckers would see me. If I was in a mood of irritation, sadness, annoyance, or anything else, I would just stay in my bubble and not let anybody see that. So what I started doing was, okay, people who say they was close to me, y'all really fuck with me. I started first with my, my close circle. I'm like, I'm just gonna start showing up. If I don't feel bubbly and talkative today, I'm just gonna show up. I'm chill. I don't feel like talking. And what when it when I first started doing it, people would think, oh, what's wrong with T? What's going on? I'm like, nothing's going on, but it was just the fact that that's the only way that I would show up. And I had to start showing up in it, all my moves. If you love me, you had to accept that about me. Like sometimes like I'm just, that's not me, but it doesn't mean anything's wrong. Like I'm just, my dominant personality really is chill. So it took a people a, a little minute to get used to that. But what I did, I just, I had to jump out there and just start showing up and like really not, it was scary. It was uncomfortable. Um, I ended up like when you start showing up as your authentic self, y'all just want to give you a warning. Beware. You will start losing motherfuckers. Cause it's going to be people who like the old you, the you who showed up, who accommodated them and did what they wanted you to do. But once you start being yourself, like I really did go through that. It was like a grieving process. Cause I started losing people. I don't want to be the friend who, like, you get into some shit now. Like, if you want me to go and pop up at somebody's house with you, that ain't me no more. I don't want to be the friend who, we turning up, we shit-faced drunk. Then, like, you know, I don't want to be that friend no more. Like, my dominant personality is chill. So, y'all ain't getting bubbly all the time. You getting me, and I ended up losing some people in that process. That shit's real. I feel like that just, that's just what happens. And... Mm -hmm. it, it hurts though but but good for you <laughs> yeah most definitely good for you i can relate to you losing friends because you're making different boundaries and stuff in your life but as far as you know showing up as yourself i'm just taking this all in and learning what somebody like yourself has experienced and what you can do to get over it so i'm just taking it all in mm -hmm. no matter how scary it felt no matter how uncomfortable it was no matter what like might have been said, I just decided that I'm just, this, I'm going to show up, there's nothing wrong with me. And there's people in my life now, they've gotten used to that. They know like, okay, that's, that's tea. But I had to take the initiative and take control of it and like just realize the part that I was playing in certain things. Like I'm not showing up as the life of the party all the time anymore. Like, no, I'm not the clown. This ain't no fucking circus. I'm not entertainment. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be chill. I'm going to be chill. And um, I just took whatever came with that. You know, and then the people who like stuck around through it, they understood that, yeah, like, see, I be in my different moods, but it doesn't change the character who I am as a person. Like my mood is my mood, but who I am at the core of my character is always the same. So um, that's the first thing you just, you've got to start just showing up as yourself. Show up in environments and don't care about, oh, let me make sure it looks like this. Let me make sure it looks like that. That's where you have to start, no matter how uncomfortable it is. And when you're doing that and when you're showing up as yourself and you you are met with some resistance from other people, just ask God to give you strength to go through that. Because what's happening is God is giving you strength and the courage and confidence to show up as your authentic self. But um, in that midst of that, it's gonna it's removing people that don't fit that version of you who no longer serve you. So you gotta accept it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> no, I'm like, I was gonna say preach girl. Yes. Like that's that's just what that is. I think a lot of people are afraid of losing people 
but trust if people if you are being who you are and they they leave or they they don't want to focus you no more then that's really not for you anyway that really is an alignment where you going so good riddance mm-hmm. but that's hard but good riddance right bye bye <laughs> it was so hard because you do it's hard to let go of people it really is um, like this it's is awkward but you, you just let them be what you say tracy i said i'd be like deuces except for you know a couple niggas when my feelings get involved and then crazy shit happened for a little minute and then then i'd be like deuces you can go i'm good when I love, it is hard. It is hard. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning, like, you know, I'm one of the prayers I've been saying recently is not my will, God, but your will be done. I don't care how bad I want something. If it's not for me, if it does not fit, just me showing up as my authentic self. If it does not accept that, like, not my will, but God, your will be, be done. No matter how bad it may hurt me, let that motherfucker go. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um another thing that i did so that was number one like just start showing up as yourself no matter how scary it is just do it it becomes comfortable over time it's just like anything new right um you look i think of like a little child a little baby at first you know they're crawling and they have to learn how to walk and they're so scared you know they stand up they're wobbling they're reaching for mommy and daddy because it's something new so just like this if you have not had practice or you usually do not show up as yourself you you put on a front to fit in or to to not stand out too much just start showing up as who you are no matter how scary it is and over time it, it becomes natural and you get used to it and it feels fucking amazing trust me okay um the second thing was that um i had to you know what i'll save that one for last i'll go to this one i had to learn to accept other people for who they authentically were you gotta be you have to be that which you desire to attract if you want people to accept you for who you are authentically you really gotta there might be some shadow work you have to do um i realized again like the root of me and i and i think i am like my close people to me would tell me like nah see you you the most patient accepting person i know but like within me i i felt like i still needed some work and like sometimes i would say things not even knowing i'm saying and i'm like oh that's judgmental and so i i got to the root of that one like why why do i come off as judgmental sometimes and i like to me it stemmed back to growing up religious like re- like religion is very very judgmental like it's so many things they judge you on and they can't like uh, so be accepting people for who they are and where they are um instead of going the religion route do you mind sharing what you talked about with you and your husband how you talked about him being corporate and you being a business owner oh yeah that too that too but religion like really play and when i think like root root of it like even the situation with my husband and i'll talk about that it stems from the way i grew up like it was very judgmental like i have cousins and stuff like who are homosexual and stuff and they couldn't be open with it because like how we grew up like that really played a part when i thought when i think about my issues i've had with showing up as my authentic self like that really played a part in it um and that that judging part so we were talking the other day y'all um me tracy and jaleesha 
and just how I didn't even realize I was being judgmental with my husband. I thought that because I'm business minded, I'm very business minded. Like my mind is, I don't want to work for nobody. Um, kind of almost looking down. Like y'all remember B. Simone had a moment like that, you know, like a little bit of ignorance. And so like, mm -hmm. I just, I'm business minded. And so I don't want to be with no man that worked nine to five or something like that. Right. Ain't that what yeah, she said? Yeah. Yeah. So my husband, um, my husband is very work. He's a, a hard working man. Like that's his pride and joy. He likes to go to work and bring home the bacon. And I love to eat the bacon. I love what he do. But yeah, I would have yeah. got to the point like, hey, you need to leave that job. You ain't working towards like getting your own business. Like you, you want to work for these motherfuckers your whole life and all that. And he had to let me know that that came off very condescending because he's like he doesn't see anything wrong with working. Like that's what he enjoys doing. And so, um, like I had to just be mindful of my approach and my words and things that I say because it, it was coming out very judgmental and he checked me and I, I got myself together. So you have to accept other people, who, who they are, what they enjoy doing, who they authentically are if you want other people to accept you for the same. I can most definitely see where you've applied that even with this journey with us, right? Mm -hmm. I can most definitely see where you've applied that and was just like, you know what? I know that I was really thinking this and this and this for us, but I understand that may not be for y'all. So I can most definitely see how it plays out even with us too. So yeah. And I think but, we might like, have that type of awareness at some point, right? Because some of us, no matter no matter how free-spirited you are, open-minded, because I feel I'm extremely open-minded, right? But I mm -hmm. still had to check myself sometimes and be like, there is no should be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There is no should be. I read um, Go Suck a Lemon. That's when I was learning about emotional intelligence and things like that, right? And we get stuck in our mind with the should be. It should be this way. No, it shouldn't be that way. You you think, you feel like it should be that way. Anything could be what it is. Mm -hmm. You know? So I'm learning to be very mindful of my work. Like, I never want it because... You know, I'm going to like what I like. That's a part of being who I authentically am. But I'm working on learning to... Just watch my words so it never comes off as everybody needs to be this way. Because I did, I used to be that bitch that was like, look, I'm on this now. Everybody need to be on it. And I like I'm I'm learning though, but I like doing it. I told myself I have to be that which I desire to attract. I want people to accept me for who I am. So I gotta make sure that I'm doing that. Be very conscious of doing it. And like with us, like this is this is a safe space for me. Like I y'all, we're y'all are helping me to make sure I stay true to that. Um by accepting y'all, but at the same time, y'all make it easy because y'all accept me. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Um, okay, so the third thing, so first thing was what? What was it? Um, just just start showing up as your authentic self, no matter how uncomfortable it may feel. When you stop accommodating them, you've changed to them. Yeah, I had some, somebody mad at me right now because like, I just, I, don't, <laughs> I, will, I will not, I will not be the entertainment anymore. If I don't fucking feel like talking. And sometimes, you ever heard of a talking fast? I'm, I enjoy not talking much anymore. Like, so you sit, you listen, and you observe more when you be quiet a little bit. So somebody thought I was mad at them because I was quiet. And it, I'm not mad. I was just in my zone. And that's because, but I said, I did that because I always showed up and took up, even when I did not feel like talking. I would be that one to make other people feel comfortable, and I'm not doing it no more. And now, I think I'm, hey, man, I'm good. But anyway. Let it <laughs> out, T. Shit. 
Right, like damn, like can I, I'm just I'm just being and I'm accepting what comes with it, what flows, what comes. Not my will, but God's will be done. Um, first thing was show up as your authentic self, no matter how uncomfortable it is. Second thing is become that which you desire to attract. So we gotta learn to accept other people for who they are. That's unconditional love in order for others to accept us for who we are. Third thing is intentionally place yourself in environments that embrace who you are authentically. Yes. I'm at a space in life now where I'm removing myself from every environment that makes me question who I am. And you should do it too. And it goes mm. back to what Jalisha was saying. We, you gotta be comfortable with sometimes like, shit is just for a season. It is what it is. And it ain't gotta be no bad blood. We ain't, you ain't gotta down talk nobody or try and come up with a reason why. It's just like, no, I you you don't. One of my mentors, I, and I gotta plug her for that. I got that from her. Like, do not put yourself in environments anymore to make you question who you are. For example, I'm a very expressive person. Not emotional, because you don't want to be being emotional can get you fucked up. People will pick at your emotions just because they know you're emotional. You wear your heart in your sleeve. But I'm a very expressive person. If my feelings are hurt or if I feel very happy about something if, or if you made me feel loved, like I want to express that. I love giving people their flowers while they are alive. Like I'm not one that like will hold back my feelings. I love expressing my feelings. That's a part of the divine feminine too. Like just we are, as women, we are emotional. God made, that's a part of our power, right? Mm -hmm. But I would not put myself into environments with people who say, and you go in your feelings again, and then you go, you talk about something. I wouldn't put myself yeah. in environments like that. You're making me question who I am because now I feel bad for being that way. And that's really not a bad thing. So intentionally place yourself in environments where you feel embraced for being who you are. Yeah. Y'all got anything on that? I, you know me, if right now, because I'm in the job search phase, I'm just thinking about work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what's resonating with me. Like, yeah, it's time for me to be in a room where they truly look at me and say, we appreciate her and we value her and she worth every penny she's making more. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I'm at in my life. Um, and to have experienced like an interview where I said how much I want to make and they said, oh, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Um, that felt great. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I, I feel like I want it there, you know, and I can most definitely attest to that. I can relate to that. Yeah. I agree. I, I can I can feel you as well because I was just thinking like um, friends and business relationships and just partnerships. Even this right here, you want to be somewhere where you're seen and you feel accepted, and you don't have to do so much or you don't have to dim yourself. Um, because I could think back, I used to always feel like I couldn't, I had to dim myself because people felt uncomfortable because of their own insecurities that they projected onto me. And so I've always had to like, well, I got to make sure they're okay. Well, no, if you, you, you need to be around people who say, I love you. I love girl. Do you, uh, boss up, shine your light. Cause I'm gonna shine mine too. And ain't no, it's nothing wrong with that. We're going to uplift each other. So I'm, I'm completely with that completely yes let's let's stay right there for a second because that's another a big one for me too jaleesha when i said i'm no longer putting myself in environments where people make me question myself because and that's one of the things i love about all three of us all three of us we we got this energy this dopeness about us like we shine we take up space we are very confident and so it's one of the things that used to bother me was like 
when people would take my confidence or my desire to be great, I, I don't have any desire to be mediocre in shit that I do. And I'm no longer apologizing for that. But mm. um, people would take that confidence for for cockiness or, or arrogance. And I'm like, mm. you got to be real careful about how you label people because my ass, I've, I've been very vocal about my weight loss journey. I was almost fucking 300 pounds, bitch. 300 pounds yes. and that was a place where i've always now confidence i've always had like looking at even pictures of me being a little girl like i always would show up my mama said i was never scared of nothing um i always had confidence but at one point in my life i lost it yeah mm. i was sitting over here almost 300 pounds i didn't know who the fuck i was i had no confidence at all so when i found that confidence again but like i'm living out in it i'm not turning it off no more for nobody i don't give a fuck who's offended by it but um, I'm not placing myself in environments anymore where people um, label my confidence as cockiness. I'm placing myself in environments with other motherfuckers who are highly confident too, so we can all be confident together. Yes, that part, that part. Okay. Yeah. Did your confidence have a lot to do with your weight, do you think? And that's why you showed up as what you thought people wanted to see you as so that they wouldn't see what you saw in yourself? even though you may have been confident that's a good question mm, ask that again. i think i know what you're asking me okay you know my brain girl i gotta say this shit again hold on now god damn it <laughs> do you think that part of the reason why you were showing up to impress everybody is because your weight were you insecure about your weight although you were very confident and trying to deflect from your weight and that led into you not showing up as your authentic self when you, because at one point you were extremely confident and showed up as your authentic self. You said you lost that confidence. Did that come with weight gain? And then it was a trickle effect? Okay, no, okay, so no. So yeah, I've, I've always been confident, always. Mm -hmm. But when I gained the weight, it, it hit at my confidence. However, the showing up, feeling like I had to people please, because that's what we're call, we'll call it, people please. Mm -hmm. That's something that even when I was at my highest confidence had always been in me. And I know that stems from like shit in my childhood. I was unconsciously taught that I had to be what other people Got wanted it. me to be in order to be loved. And be loved. Got but that ain't me no more. Hey. <laughs> that is not me no more. Child, wait, let's pick up on this like, I think that this can most definitely lead into another conversation, but we do have something else for everybody today. Mm. Oh, what's your tea? Yes. 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 Like, I can talk about authenticity all damn day. I hope y'all got that, all right? Because I, I know so many people are struggling with it. So T, what are the three things you did again before we move yes. on? Yes, so those three things to help you start walking as your authentic self. It's gonna be number one. Just start, no matter how scary it is, show up as your authentic self. Whoever don't like it, fuck them. Let them fuck be gone because they're creating new space for the people who will accept you, all right? The second thing is become that which you desire to attract. If you want people to accept you as your authentic self, start accepting people more. Pay attention to moments where you might be a little judgmental and dead that, get rid of it. And the third thing is intentionally place yourself in environments where you are embraced for being yourself. Get out of environments that make you question who you are. All right? Those yes. are your words. Bitch on me. <laughs> Bitch on me. Okay, so now that T has given us all her tips on how to be authentically ourselves, let's just jump into this tea. 
and see what's going on this crazy stuff so let's let's pop in okay so it says one of my girlfriends is having issues with her boyfriend she said it used to not be that way at all but lately when her and her man are having sex it's hard for him to be able to get up and even come oh goodness she wonders what she's doing wrong sometimes he's aroused and do come but then he doesn't get mad and blames her down talk her etc she says she always has to be the one to start off sex and he barely wants to even pleasure her like he used to what do you think is wrong oh ladies okay. i'm gonna let y'all give y'all y'all's advice first child what, what do we got for the tea okay my safe space right my safe space is always, did, what did he say first? Did you talk to your man first? Y'all yeah. gotta talk to your partners first. If y'all yeah. ain't talking to your partners first, you can assume all day long. We can assume this okay. man gay. We can assume he cheating. We can assume what? We can assume anything, you feel me? We can assume he was masturbating for 20 minutes before you walked in and scared the shit out of him. I don't know. But did you talk to the man? I think that, uh, did you talk to him? Shit, mm. that's the first thing that come to my mind, just to be safe, okay? Because oh. all my, my, everything I said could be possible is things that could be possible. Okay? It could. <laughs> I, I feel the same way that you do, Tracy, because I'm like, um, why am I questioning other people or asking them what you think, why he won't come? Because this is, this, that would be like a legit question me and him will be having a, qu a conversation about like what's going on. Um, but then also like, what's, what, what is, what is his side? Like you said to Tracy, like almost, are y'all, are y'all bonding? Are y'all having like issues? Like, I think there's more to it or does he have erectile dysfunction? Does I don't he know when he masturbates. Like, is he, is he still watching porn? Is he still, you know, master, yeah, masturbating? Is he still getting pleasure? But with you, it's an issue. Like those are things, that's a legit conversation that you need to have with your man. And if he don't feel comfortable or you don't feel comfortable, that's a red flag for me. Cause, oh, cause let me call this to... out. She said, um, she said she always has to start off sex and he barely wants to even pleasure her like he used to. Um, sometimes that chase, right? Sometimes you have to swap up the chase. Do you, do you, do you, do you switch it up? Do you, Put yourself in a sexy position to where he could chase you around and things like that. I don't know. You sometimes. Ooh. Is it boring now? Is it has things died down and y'all need to add some more spice? Because I think it, she said in there that that he down talks her and stuff like that as well. He uh, blames which, it on her when he ain't in the mood or when he can't get it up. He, so he which, puts it on her. Which which to me. For a man to say that, then that means something has transpired before. Like there's some stuff going on more to it than we know. But then at the same time, he could just be blaming stuff on her and he's still beating his meat somewhere else. I don't know. What, what do you say to him? Nothing to do with her. It could be a hundred percent within his own body. Shit. Talk to your man, boo. Talk to your man. And that's what I'ma say. Like, I gotta agree with Tracy. Like, girl, you should not be talking to your homegirls. Uh, about this okay you need to be talking to your man you need to ask them my thing i don't know how y'all be sleeping and fucking motherfuckers and don't feel like you can talk to them about anything i can't do it yeah we gotta talk if you are confident, <laughs> we gotta talk 
we gotta talk because we too grown. We too grown. We too grown. And you, you giving them the most sacred part of you. You should feel comfortable asking these questions because it could be exactly what the hell Tracy Cherie said. He, it could be that <laughs> he, he into something you can't give him. You know, we ain't gonna call the man guy. He could be into something you can't give him. It could be he's going through a disorder. It could be maybe, you know, like y'all just had kids and he like something like kind of fell off a little bit. He ain't aroused. It could be so many things, but you got to talk. If you fucking, you let that man put his dick in you and all that shit, open your mouth and let the words come out and ask him what is wrong? What is going on? Okay. Yeah, because that's the team. That, that, that. <laughs> let's, 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 he might not, he may be having some issues. He feels supported in the relationship. Yeah. And then the thing is, as a woman, I know how that feels. If we with our man we, and he can't get it up or he we, or he doesn't come or whatever, we take that like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on here? But y'all need to, maybe it's more than what you even think. It has nothing to do with you. It could be some other stuff. And he blaming it, saying it's you, but it really ain't. So that's why conversation is not left. Yeah, let's say that too because we do. We want to make it very clear um, that it's, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's not your fault. It is not you. That man, that man needs the same way we're telling you. You need to have a conversation with him. He need to open his mouth and have a damn conversation with you too and let that you know part. what's going on. That right? That so um, it's, it's not your fault. It is not you. It is not you. But it definitely needs to be a conversation that's had. You know, we might we might have a little set one of our episodes. Bring a couple on and get them advice or some shit. Y'all can't right. talk by yourself. We'll talk with you. Hell yeah, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, some For of sure. the happiest couples I ever seen. They have they openly communicate and their sex life is amazing because they're honest. Uh, T and her, yeah. uh, <laughs> they honest. <laughs> like you, you willing, you willing. Like you, you people who are like they afraid to talk to men or she or he afraid to say something to her. They are the most like I can relate to that. Not ooh. being able to open up can most definitely change your sexual distraction or desire for somebody. It can most definitely allow you to shut down. Shut down or pause to it. Yeah, or you don't even want to tell somebody what you like, what you don't like, what turns you on. If you really nasty and you you ain't told this person how nasty you really is. Like you really need more than what they doing. They need to come with smoke. Yeah. Like th- th- that's being real. That's being real. Like, baby, I want you to put some hot sauce on my toes and suck them off. Okay. You could. I'll put some hot sauce on my toes and you can suck them off. I mean, I'll meet you halfway. We could do some toe sucking on hot sauce. We could just had it with the hot, hot sauce. sauce. I mean. We can put some hot sauce on some food while we. I'll put a hot sauce on the nipple for you, a butt cheek. I got you, baby. Well, yeah. but, why y'all pause on me like that though? What? <laughs> y'all pause after I said put some hot sauce on my toes. <laughs> I mean, everybody got different fetishes and different needs. That ain't mine. But everybody got different. You're judge. We're here to share our experiences. Yeah. <laughs> I did have my toes suck the shit out of one time, like two, three times in my life. That don't do nothing for me. 
Lord. It, let me tell you. I ain't okay. So I ain't never had hot sauce on my toes, but having okay. your toes sucked by you, like it's like your toes have nerves connected. And to the wetness of it is kind of sexy. Really? Between your toes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he, maybe he was sucking it wrong. No, no. He oh, should be like. It should be very sensual and wet. I'll tell you that much. Nah, I wouldn't. How yeah, we end up on sucking toes? Because you said we end up with hot sauce, and I was thinking green Tabasco hot sauce because I love it, and I put it on my pinky toe for the. <laughs> What's the damn topic for next week? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my topic, like I was saying in the beginning, my, my topic is I got to protect my energy. Ooh. I got to protect my energy, which kind of, it, it, not like yours, but it's just more more so like, what do I have to do more to protect my energy, which is really putting boundaries up mm. and standing true to the boundaries. So how mm. do you do that? So yeah, protect my because it's it's there's some stank energy going around. Mm. <laughs> <Not> I stank, <laughs> funky ass, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh girl, your energy is smelling today. What is it? Real <laughs> funky. It smell like ass. It smell like cow manure. It smell like ass cow manure. All that. Mine smells like lavender and savageness and. A little garlic, cause you know. Comes oh, we talking about our own energy. Oh, my energy is rolling. <laughs> and lilies and honey. Okay, honey do honey stuff. My smells like cotton candy and rainbows and sunshine and sunflowers. And I think we oh. all smell like a little bit of hotcakes in this bitch. Girl, I got my own. <laughs> oh, I love that damn hotcakes. Mm. Shout out to Bedroom Candy one time. Mm. Come on. Bedroom come Candy on. one time now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so tune in next week. Jaleesha's going to talk to us about her journey of how she protects her energy. I know y'all need some help with how to do that, too. Definitely yes. with setting boundaries and not feeling bad about them, okay? Because don't you set a boundary and go back on it. Jaleesha going to teach you how to stand your ground. Oops. And, um... We want to be a part of our What's Your Tea? If you got some tea you want us to give you advice on, you can email us at, is it GBL? What yes. is it? <laughs> GBL the podcast at gmail.com. And it's on the screen below. And it's in the uh, description box as well. Mm-hmm. So email us and let us know what's your tea. We gonna give you advice. If you do, you want you and your boo to come on here and get some advice, Come with, that can be the tea. Okay, y'all can come. And um, like always, we are looking to align with sponsors. So if you have a business and you feel like it fits what we stand for, which we stand for showing up as your authentic self, and we teach from our personal experiences about healing, love, relationships, and sex. So if you feel your business aligns with us, um, reach out to us for sponsorship packages. Or if you want to just get a shout out on the show, reach out to us for um, information about that as well. Anything before we go, ladies? Uh, and don't forget about that money, baby. Check out our cash app at GBL the podcast. Feel free to make any donations or anything like that. We would greatly appreciate it, along with any type of sponsorships, you guys. And we do appreciate those who have been live with us tonight and all that good stuff. Go ahead. Yay, thank you. <laughs> yes, yes. So yes, I am Coach T Lane. These are my co-hosts, Jaleesha J. Tracy Cherie, and we are Girls Be Like the Podcast. We ain't here to get nobody the right answers. I right? don't put that role model status on us. 
We just here to speak from our personal experiences, baby. Till next time.